feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Wouldn't it be interesting if Andrew Cuomo is under oath at some point? Can you imagine that could happen? And it could be on something that is a bit of a lesser issue. It could be on something that maybe is on a civil matter. And because of that, it could be something That entangles a lot of different layers. And because of all of those different, different layers, Andrew Cuomo, it could be a very, very different issue if he indeed gets basically questioned in a civil case. And today we just found a new big development that happened, and that is because the state trooper, who was one of 11 women In this case, remember in the cases that came out against him, there were all of those different allegations. There were a slew of them. And a number of them, of course, were essentially thrown out by DAs. Um, Of course, Cuomo has said none of these things happened with the 11 different women. But now one of them has come forward and said that she is going to launch a lawsuit And she has already filed suit saying that he and one of his senior aides, Melissa DeRosa, who is basically Governor Cuomo's right-hand gal, essentially violated federal, state, and civil laws. So I want to hear from you. What do you think of this? This is coming from the New York State Trooper, who says that he crossed the line in a whole bunch of different ways. And if you listen to her story It sure does sound like he crossed the line. Again, these are just her allegations. He says he did not do anything inappropriate. But I want to get your take if you think that there is some substance here and if you think that this could potentially lead to him being under oath. And think about when somebody is under oath in a case like this, especially if it gets to like a civil case, there could be a whole bunch of different questions that open up. Not just about her particular case, but it could also open the door to other women. It could open the door to many other different allegations. And because of all of that, maybe he might just want to avoid being deposed. Because it could be like, well, tell me, Governor, what about this thing that happened two weeks before? Do you think that Andrew Cuomo would want to be deposed about his sex life? Obviously, the trooper's sex life would also be under the radar. Fair. You can ask both questions on both sides. But this is getting kind of interesting because everybody thought, okay, all the charges are gone, essentially. All the allegations so far, they're there, but we're not able to go forward because of DAs. So could this mean 
that Andrew Cuomo and maybe his thoughts of maybe running for something else is hitting a speed bump. And what would you ask Andrew Cuomo if he was under oath? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. By the way, in just about uh, seven or eight minutes or so, we are going to have here on the show Professor Alan Dershowitz and get his take on all of this. Does he think that this trooper who made some pretty serious allegations has a case or not? First of all, here is Letitia James. This is the New York Attorney General stating when the decision came down and she released the report, which included some of these allegations from the trooper. Take a listen. The independent investigation has concluded that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women and in doing so violated federal and state law. Specifically, the investigation found that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed current and former New York State employees by engaging in unwelcome and non-consensual touching and making numerous offensive comments of a suggestive and sexual nature that created a hostile work environment for women. And specifically on the troopers' allegations, take a listen because they are pretty blistering. And this is one of the prosecutors for Letitia James. Take a listen. Governor also several times inappropriately touched a state trooper assigned to the unit to protect the governor. In an elevator, while standing behind the trooper, he ran his finger from her neck down her spine and said, hey, you. Yeah, and it went further. Here's a little more from Prosecutor Ann Clark. Another time, she was standing holding the door open for the governor. As he passed, he took his open hand and ran it across her stomach from her belly button to where she, the hip where she keeps her gun. She told us that she felt completely violated to have the governor touch her, as she put it, between her chest and her privates. And according to the allegation, she says, again, he put his hand in a very sort of intimate place. Then he started talking to her again, her allegation. He denies this, but she says, well, then he basically started talking to her about her sex life, asking you know, if she had a relationship, what was her situation? And it was at the time where it was very public that he had just had a breakup with his longtime girlfriend. Then she says that he was asking, well, why don't you wear a dress? Uh, then when she complained after she says that he tried to kiss her, that he tried to steer conversations towards sex and a whole bunch of other things, and she felt uncomfortable, she says that she got a message from the head of her unit who advised her, What happened to her, quote, stays in the truck. Don't say anything, in other words. And then she says that another time he basically put his hand behind her neck, kind of rubbed it down with his pointer finger, as you just heard, said, hey, you. And then also she says that Cuomo told the trooper he needs to date somebody who can, quote, handle pain. Does that sound like the governor of New York? That sounds like a like a dominatrix, not the governor of New York. You know, I mean, so the question is, can this be proven? Could this be deep trouble for Andrew Cuomo? And where do you see this headed, guys? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. For me, and I'm going to ask this when we have Professor Dershowitz on coming up in a few minutes, is it 
basically, will there be maybe other witnesses? Is it the bar has to be, obviously, it's lower for a civil case. Potentially, they're looking at federal crime, state crime. So they're also looking for a civil suit. And the bar is a little lower when you're dealing with civil issues. And she is a state trooper. It's not like just somebody that you picked off the street. This is somebody who was in a state trooper detail who was then, she says, reassigned to his unit because he liked her. So there's a lot of questions here. And the question is, who else knew what and when? So what do you think? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Carol in New Jersey. Carol, your thoughts. Hi there, Rita. I mean, I believe a state trooper. If they say that he did something that he did, I believe her. But, I mean, I can't believe that Cuomo would be so stupid. I mean, to go after a woman that of importance. And yeah, I agree. And quality job and everything. I agree. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, what I'm wondering, too, also, Carol, um, and thank you so much for the call. I'm also wondering, you know, were there other people around? Like, when these things happened, was there someone around? Is there also videotape, guys? I mean, maybe there's surveillance video. We have a lot of questions, and I'm going to talk to Professor Alan Dershowitz, get his take, and then I want to hear your thoughts. What do you think of Governor Cuomo? Do you think maybe something may come out of this trooper suit? 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And welcome back to the Rita Cosby Show. The state trooper who says then-Governor Cuomo and his aide violated federal, state, and civil laws when she says he touched her inappropriately and he made sexual comments. And then she says they allegedly tried to keep her quiet and her allegations quiet. So does she have a case? Joining us now is renowned Harvard Law School professor emeritus, Professor Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, uh, do you think she has a case? She has no federal case, and I don't think she has a criminal case. You know the old expression we used to say as kids, don't make a federal case out of it. This is not a federal case. This is a case uh, involving probably a tort, uh, if she can prove it. And it will be settled if she can get beyond a motion to dismiss, if she can get to a deposition. Uh, the key in cases like this is that people like Governor Cuomo and people like uh, Prince Andrew the other day, they don't want to be deposed. That's the real threat, because if you're deposed, they can ask you questions about your sex life, generally, about your activities, generally. The rules of evidence don't apply in depositions. So depositions are very dangerous to people who have something to hide. If you have nothing to hide, one of the reasons I'm not going to settle the case against me by Virginia Gouffre, the same woman who was suing uh, Prince Andrews, I have nothing to hide. I've never done anything wrong sexually, so they can ask me any question they want, and I'm not afraid of it. So I'm being deposed. Uh, but for many other people, if you're a prince or a former governor, um, depositions are, are deadly. And so the key is whether they're going to be able to get to that stage of a deposition. And the only way you get to a deposition is if you survive a motion to dismiss. Now, do you think there's enough evidence for it to potentially get to that point, whether it's a state crime or a civil case? Well, not enough, I don't think, for a state crime, certainly not a serious crime, you know, possibly a misdemeanor. 
But when it comes to a civil case, you don't need any evidence at all. All you need is an allegation. Uh, the motion to dismiss says, look, even if everything that she says is true, hypothetically, the motion to dismiss says that's not enough. So it's based on simply allegations. You can get to a deposition without having one bit of evidence. That's what's so dangerous uh, in lawsuits like this. You can get people to have to disclose everything about their life without the plaintiff introducing one single bit of evidence. All they have to do is make allegations and complaints. Now, and how much the allegations are true? Right, yeah. exactly. And how much do you think, Professor Dershowitz, that it lends credibility? Because yes, there were eleven women that made allegations against Governor Cuomo. Obviously, the names of the others, or at least the ones that have come out publicly, will for sure come out. Um, you know, that will also be coupled if it goes to a civil suit. But you also have a New York State trooper. Um, she's yeah. somebody who is in law enforcement, and doesn't that help the case to bolster her credibility? There's no doubt about that. First of all, every woman's claim should be taken seriously. I don't agree that women should be believed automatically. Men should be disbelieved automatically. That's sexist. But I do believe that every claim made by every woman has to be investigated thoroughly to see whether the allegations are true. And if you're a state trooper, there's going to be added credibility because you're in law enforcement. Most state troopers, they're first responders. They're very honorable people. They come with tremendous credibility, but that doesn't mean that there aren't two sides to the story. You know, a former governor has credibility as well. His credibility, of course, has been uh, attacked and criticized. But I don't believe it will ever get to a determination of who's telling the truth. I think it will be decided basically on whether or not there's enough in the complaint to have a deposition. I don't think the governor will want to be deposed. Yeah, and especially because of what she is alleging. She's saying that on one occasion, he like you put his palm on her hand in between her hand and her, uh, I'm sorry, his hand rather, between, um, you know, her breast um, and her yeah. private part. And then there was right. another allegation like on the back of her spine. And then he made, according to her, some very kind of sexual comments about can you handle pain, asking about her sex life. Um, so you're right, it could be quite embarrassing in a deposition. Yeah, but we have to presume everybody innocent, both sides. You, you, you can't rush to judgment based on allegations. Allegations can be made by anybody. Absolutely. You can sue anybody for anything. If it turns out there's no evidence, then the lawyer can be uh, sanctioned. But uh, if there's evidence to support it, and, you know, in a case like this, it's often going to be uh, his word versus her word. And, you know, you can't just dismiss uh, either party's word, and it will be determined by a jury if it's not settled. But uh, I think the key is going to be whether or not there's a motion to dismiss, whether that fails. If it fails, there's then going to be an order of a deposition. And at that point, the pressure will be on the governor to uh, settle. Now, maybe he won't. Maybe he'll say, look, I didn't do it. I'm going to take whatever risk is necessary in depositions. I'm going to fight some of the broad questions, and uh, and maybe I'll win. So stay tuned. We shouldn't be rushing to judgment, and we shouldn't be making different judgments based on whether we like the former governor or didn't like the former governor, whether he's a Republican or a Democrat. The law has to apply equally to everybody, male Absolutely. and female alike. thousand percent. Let the facts go where they are. Um, the one thing that's interesting, that the Nassau DA – um, declined to prosecute this, but did say, quote, our exhaustive investigation found the allegations credible, 
deeply troubling, but not under uh, not criminal under New York law. Um, how do you prove it? Is it is it witnesses? How do they piece it together if indeed it's true again? Well, first of all, you have to decide whether you believe the complaining witness. What's this history of the complaining witness? Has she made other complaints like this? Then you have to compare that to the credibility of the defendant. What I don't like, what I don't like, no matter who says it, is I don't like it when uh, prosecutors uh, express views about cases um, after they've decided not to prosecute. That happened, of course, with Hillary Clinton. It's happened in other situations as well. I think generally there ought to be a decision to prosecute or not to uh, prosecute. You can, you know, when you have a governor, it may be different, uh, or a former governor, it may be different. But um, uh, so far, there hasn't been enough to criminally prosecute, but there, you know, may be enough here to at least go forward to the deposition stage. And then the pressure obviously will be on the governor whether to accept a deposition and a trial and fight back on the merits or whether to try to settle the case. Yeah, boy, it'll be fascinating. Professor Alan Dershowitz, thank you so much. Always love having your great legal expertise. Thank you very much for being on the show. I always love being on your show. Thank you. So is Andrew Cuomo in trouble? I think this opens a can of worms for him, and I don't know if he wants to be asked about his sex life on the stand, even if it's just a civil case. What do you think, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And I will take your calls after the break. Everybody, you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back to Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, community members in White Wright, Texas, took to social media to praise a local officer who put his life on the line to save someone else. Officer Cole Rutherford of the police department there responded to a call for a structure fire. It happened just a few days ago. And he said as soon as he got there, he could see lots of smoke billowing out of the roof and windows And neighbors surrounding the home told him that somebody was trapped inside and was desperately screaming for help. And that's when Officer Rutherford jumped into action. He ran inside where he found a man on the floor. He said it was just that instant click, like, hey, I just have to do this. It was just a reflex. He quickly pulled the man out of the home and onto the lawn. The man was then taken to a local hospital, treated for just smoke inhalation, amazingly, and has since been released and is said to be doing okay, as is Officer Rutherford, who certainly is a hero. And bravo to our great men and women in blue who do so much and just answer calls all the time. And thank goodness this officer saved a life. Well, we are talking now about a state trooper, and that is who the latest person who has been coming forward and now pressing a lawsuit against former Governor Andrew Cuomo. Now, remember, of course, he left right after Letitia James, the attorney general, came out with a blistering report that named 11 women, including a state trooper. And the allegations from this trooper essentially are that at one point, Governor Cuomo kind of had his eye on her, according to her. She says that he intentionally touched her in intimate locations between her breasts and her private area. 
And then she says that another time he basically put his hand behind her neck and kind of moved his finger up. And then also, according to her, he says that he started talking about, hey, do you have a relationship? Um, You know, tell me about sort of your status, what your situation is. And when she said that she was in her late 20s, Governor Cuomo likes young chickadees, according to her, because she says he said, quote, you are too old for me. And then the trooper says that he tried to kiss her. Uh, steered conversations to sex, made her very uncomfortable. And at one point, her boss basically told her what she was told should, quote, stay in the truck. And she says that was an effort to keep her quiet. And then she says there was another time where he touched her on her spine. And then also that he told the trooper that he needs to date somebody who can handle pain, which is such an odd and horrible thing to say if this is indeed the governor and there she is to be protecting this guy and he's talking about pain and sex and all these other things, according to her. Now, the Nassau DA, Nassau, New York, Nassau County, Joyce Smith came forward in December. They did look at the troopers' allegations and this is what they said. They said, quote, it was an exhaustive investigation and found that the allegations by this trooper are credible, deeply troubling, but not criminal under New York law. So saying that they believed the trooper, that the allegations were substantive, but it didn't fall under the law. So that's why the trooper is now going to another avenue, looking at federal violations, also looking at another state statute, and also now going for civil liabilities. And guess what? As you just heard from Professor Dershowitz here on the Rita Cosby Show, he was saying, and this is typical, under civil cases, the statute is much lower to get somebody to testify. You don't have to necessarily show a high bar of evidence, and you do have a state trooper here. Again, it's not like somebody that you just pulled off the street who's just making some willy-nilly allegation. And the DA says that there was some other credible information. So were there other witnesses? Was there surveillance video? Were some of these instances that she says happened? What can corroborate it? And could this mean that at some point, based on now a lawsuit that she has filed in the last few hours, this is big breaking news tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show, that maybe potentially Andrew Cuomo could be under oath at some point. And when someone's under oath on a lawsuit like this that has to do with several, you know, sexual issues, everything's fair game. You just heard that from Professor Dershowitz. In other words, they could say, let's talk about those other 10 women that maybe never got their day in court, so they feel. They could be called in as witnesses. Times and places and other things that never came up even publicly could be brought in. He could, there was maybe something that he did here that could show a pattern of other behavior. It could be, tell me about your sex life. Tell me about this. Did you ever do this? Did you ever say this? It could be highly embarrassing for Governor Cuomo and anybody because it opens just a huge can of worms. It opens an enormous can of worms. So where do you see this headed? Do you think she has a case? And of course, through all of this, Governor Cuomo, through it all, has been defiant And he says, no, I didn't do any of these things. They're all made up. He wants us to believe that 11 women made it up. And this is what he had to say. Remember when the AG report came down. Take a listen. First, I want you to know directly from me that I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. I am 63 years old. I've lived my entire adult life in public view. That is just not who I am. 
And that's not who I have ever been. So what do you make of this suit by, again, a state trooper who says she was reassigned because he had a liking to her, then he touched her, according to her, inappropriately made some highly suggestive sexual comments. And by the way, again, he's in his 60s, and when she said she's in her late 20s, he said, you're, quote, too old for me. So that's a problem right there. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to let's go to Jay in Oak Ridge, New Jersey. Go ahead, Jay. Hi, Rita. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What do you make of all this? Well, you know what? I can't stand the Cuomo's or anything, but I am getting very tired of of. Is there a frog in your throat? Thing. Go ahead, Jay. Well, of non, I'm trying to think of the words of non-sexual things of people coming out and accusing and bad. And I'm just, I just feel that that there are people just going out money grabbing All everywhere. Right. All right. So let me ask you a question, Jay. First of all, this woman was working. For him, I mean, she her responsibility was to protect a government official. Okay, so that was her position, and she said that this is what happened. I mean, if you hear what she says happened, um, that's not appropriate. I mean, a governor should not be saying this again. They're just allegations, but according to her allegations, it's like okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. And it wasn't that long ago. I mean, her case was the end of September 2019. It wasn't that long ago, and she did cooperate with Letitia James. She's come forward. Um, Also, the DA there said that they found what she had to say was credible, just didn't rise to the level of a criminal, which is a much higher bar. Um, I mean, are you saying that, what, that she's all full of it? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that it, you know, it it doesn't rise to to something firm. And 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 again, here's a picture, James. She's going after Trump beyond belief, beyond belief, beyond belief. Why wouldn't she stand up for her own state troopers? Well, she did. I mean, she actually put him. This was this uh, was in the report, all. Jay. This was in the she report. She them all. she. She didn't drop them all. Her responsibility was to put it out there and put it in. And you're right. They could have done more, but she did put it out there. So now let me ask you a question, Jay. Let me just ask you. If you have a daughter or your girlfriend and then you just were like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, for some reason, if my boss suddenly came over to me and said, hey, I like women who, you know, basically can handle pain. And let me talk with you about your sex life and started touching me all over my body. For some reason, I would have a problem with it. Wouldn't you have a problem so if you I... had a daughter? Or, or... Yeah, yeah, Jay, Jay, you're getting a little spirited. And listen, I agree with you that I do not like people making false allegations. And right now it is just an allegation, but still not appropriate too if indeed he did cross the line you have to listen to both sides let's see where the facts go that's how i've always believed in this let's go to joyce in new york city joyce go ahead hey joyce 
Joyce, I'm losing you. Let's go to Bill in Philadelphia. Go to go to Bill. Bill, your thoughts about this? Hey, Bill. Oh my goodness, we got a crazy board tonight. Let's go to Shirley in New York. Shirley, go ahead, Shirley. Hi, Rita. Hope all is well. Yeah, it is. It is. But you know, it's it's Andrew Cuomo's working the uh, phones. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I I. I don't like him. I'm no big fan of him, uh, really not. Um, and I just wonder, though, um, where – I'm just thinking back. Do you remember the O.J. Simpson case where he was brought to criminal court and he was found not guilty, but the family was able to bring him civilly? Yeah, that's – by able- the way, I thought about that, too. It's so interesting, Charlie. I thought about that today as well. So, so how do you correlate it to this? Um, I, I just think, you know, um, it's like trying to look at a kaleidoscope. <laughs> You've got all these different colors that you're seeing at one time. You're trying to decipher between the colors, you know, um, what is accurate and what is not accurate. And you just wonder with the political game, you know, him being governor or former governor now. And the little connections that he may have made and who knows who and you get this dropped or you get that dropped and what phone calls were made and so forth and so on. And then, you know, it's incumbent upon the accusers to be able to prove uh, their allegation. Absolutely. Um, But I do think, by the way, and, and Shirley, thank you very much for the call, but I also do believe when it is a state trooper it gives a little more credibility because it's a law enforcement official. I mean, everybody should be believed. And also someone who's accused should also be given the benefit of the doubt, too. But I think it adds definitely some substance when it's someone in law enforcement. Let's go to Tony in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Tony. Your thoughts about all this. Hey, Rita. So whether it was a state trooper or the Queen of England, there wasn't a woman in 2020 that wasn't going gaga over the former governor and all of these women that will be coming forward the majority of them in my honest opinion are all full of it wait 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 why why do you say that tony how do you know that and and by the way i'm sure it's not like what you make it sound like what they asked for it is that where you're going here tone you know i i i happen to uh, know the former governor on occasion. I met him a couple of times, as I'm sure you do. Yeah, I, I bet, com- I've met him too. I've met him too. He, but he, but he never he like has, he never asked me if I like hard sex. Like it sounds no, like he, he asked the the state trooper. So we had a little different, he, you know, conversation. He has he has a very commanding presence, and I'm sure a lot of these younger women were very taken by him. Tony, him, Tony, yeah. you sound like you are totally victim shaming. Like what, you're not even going to give the state trooper the benefit of the doubt? Like 11 people are all making it up? That could be, but it's not just one person making a claim here. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm, no, fan, I'm no fan of the governor. He did a lot of people wrong, including me. You know, I'm a property owner in New York, and I got totally burned by the governor. But let me tell you something. I also see the other side of the story here. And I see I see like the dollar signs, especially after what went down with uh, with Jufre and uh, and the Prince Harry. But let me let me ask let me ask you, Tony, real quick. And I don't know if you have a daughter or if you have somebody else uh, like a, a female that you're close to or a wife or whatever. But if this happened and if indeed 
what she says happened, that he touched her inappropriately with his hand and and then talked with her about her relationships, talked with her about sex, said she's maybe too old for him, um, basically said that he, you know, likes uh, someone who can, quote, handle pain. I mean, some of these things, if indeed, again, it was said, completely inappropriate, don't you think? I mean, this is not behavior of somebody who's a governor. And first of all, you know, you have you're having us believe that like all 11 of them just asked for it or made it up. And I will even and I don't agree with that. You know, we don't know that. And again, we don't know if it happened either. I'm going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt here. But say these things are true. Say he's like this irresistible, you know, like it's Brad Pitt in the governor's office. Right. Even still, he is the governor of New York at that moment. He is the boss at this that time. He has a responsibility, Tony, even if you believe like, OK, well, that was sort of a consensual or I'm not sure if that's where you're going here. They don't say that that was the case. But you know what? It's like he still has a responsibility as the boss not to be saying inappropriate things of underlings and people that are like a third his age. Don't you think, Tone? The guy is the biggest hypocrite. I'm with you on that. He passed legislation that that totally contradicts his own behavior. Absolutely. I, I, get, I get all that. But at the end of the day, the women around him, he was surrounded. He, he was no different than Gaddafi. Gaddafi, wherever he went, he had a harem of women. So did Andrew Cuomo. By the way, I met Gaddafi, and I haven't heard Gaddafi talking to women about hard sex like like I'm hearing Cuomo did. But uh, I've met them both, and both of them I left unscathed. Thank goodness. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Well, according to the trooper, Andrew Cuomo wanted to dance the night away with her. He says nothing happened, and she is now suing him for violating federal, state, and civil laws. And again, the basically the bar for civil lawsuits is a little lower. Um, it could reach the point where he might have to be deposed to answer her questions from her attorney as to what she says, first of all, that he inappropriately touched her, according to her, made some very suggestive comments, talked about wanting somebody who can, quote, handle pain, that that's the kind of person he wants to date. I mean, some really wild allegations, according to her. And does she have witnesses? Does she have videotape? And could this mean that Andrew Cuomo might have to be deposed at some point? Could it get to that point where maybe this goes further? Or... Do you maybe not believe the state trooper? I do think it gives a lot more credibility because this is someone in law enforcement. And also the DA in Nassau County says that they investigated this. They didn't find it rose to a criminal violation because that's a very high bar. But they did say the allegations were credible, they believed, and deeply troubling. 1-800-848-9222. Where does this go for Andrew Cuomo? You just heard from... Tony, who I think is full of baloney, Tony was saying that, well, these women make it up. And boy, is Andrew Cuomo just irresistible like a Don Juan. 
and basically they just fell for him. He is still their boss, as I reminded Tony Baloney. Let's go to Tina from Syracuse. Go ahead, Tina, your thoughts about this. Yeah, hi, Rita. First of all, I believe these women 100% because you cannot have 11 different women come forward who don't know each other and they all have uh, a similar theme in terms of what they're saying, you know, against Cuomo. I believe them 100%. I think your previous caller, Tony, um, yeah, he's full of baloney. Do you know how hard it is for someone to come forward like that and tell their story? Not easy. And I work in the private sector. If this ever came up in my company, there would be a short investigation. And let me tell you, that person would be fired. Yeah, I agree. After after a point, you go, wait a minute. Okay, 11 people are making it up. Um, I mean, you're right. It's it's hard to believe that people who don't know each other, including now a state trooper who's willing to put it sort of all on the line, because um, she will also be deposed, too, if it gets to a case. He has the right to question her he and his attorneys. And you know that he is a pit bull. I mean, we've seen the way he's going after Letitia James and others. She knows it's not going to be easy. Um, so you're right to expose herself and to do this. Um, you know, and, and I think people should be believed. Obviously, you don't want to falsely accuse, but still, you got to look into it. I agree. I think there's something here when you have 11 women. But let's go to Stu in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Stu, real quick. Your thoughts. Uh, reader, I think that the uh, Andrew, formerly known as Prince, has set the pattern for this one. Uh, I think this young lady is uh, after money. If you look at the timing of this, I think that's very, very significant. It's no accident that they chose uh, the time right after uh, Cuomo has telegraphed that he's interested in another uh, career. But but Stu, couldn't couldn't it be that maybe they say, oh, gosh, this guy's thinking of a comeback, that he thinks he didn't do anything wrong? Maybe, if anything, it could show that she is concerned about that for other women. Again, Cuomo says it didn't happen. But he may now be under oath. Boy, will that be an interesting civil deposition. Must see TV. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Boy, this is stunning when you look at the allegations and good old Black Lives Matter bailing out an attempted murderer. You know, and first of all, we've talked about how crime, especially with some of these soft on crime DAs and the system of sort of the no cash bail or a low cash bail getting criminals out on the street. And remember during all the riots that were taking place. Remember in, like, all the ones that were happening in, like, Minneapolis and elsewhere, Kamala Harris was basically supporting, quote, the Minneapolis Freedom Fund. Remember the Minnesota Freedom Fund? That was the group that was bailing out these rioters during the, quote, summer of love that was happening where streets across America were on fire and businesses were being burned down. And we saw so many of them taking place in different cities across the country. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, I want to hear from you guys and hear your thoughts as to why 
this happened and how this could never happen again, let's hope, because Black Lives Matter's chapter, this is in Louisville, Kentucky, helped pay along with another sort of, you know, left-wing group similar to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, the two of them sort of bandying together and helped pay the bail of a guy who literally tried to murder a politician, a guy who was running for mayor in the city. So here is this guy. He comes in to an office, and it's a mayoral candidate in Louisville. The guy comes in with his gun. It's a 9-millimeter Glock handgun. And according to police, he goes into the guy's headquarters. He is a Jewish Democrat. It's his campaign headquarters. And this 21-year-old guy comes in enters the headquarters, and fires multiple shots and almost hits the guy, basically so close that Greenberg's shirt, the candidate is a guy named Craig Greenberg, his shirt was grazed by a bullet. That's how close it came. So the guy came pretty close to killing this guy. He gets charged with attempted murder and four counts of wanton endangerment. Appropriate charges, because it sure looks like he came close to murdering the guy. The guy's got some mental issues, clearly, and has got a history of a number of things. He also apparently was trying to run for office himself, by the way, in Louisville's Metro Council. Can you imagine this guy who's running for council? This is the shooter I'm talking about. This is unbelievable. So he goes into this guy's office, tries to kill him. He gets charged with attempted murder. And unbelievably, less than 48 hours later, He is back out on the streets because a left-wing bail fund partnered with the left-wing loonies of BLM Louisville to bail him out. What kind of a group is Black Lives Matter that they are bailing out a guy who opens fire on a candidate who is running for office, the guy's charged with attempted murder and four counts of wanton endangerment? And why... Are they having compassion for this shooter? Though you have so far not said a word, guess what, about the victim. What a surprise. This is despicable. Take a listen. This is Mitch McConnell, of course, the Senate minority leader, um, but also the longtime senator from Kentucky. Because remember, this happened in Louisville. Take a listen to what he said happened by this attempted murderer. This far-left Black Lives Matter activist and defund the police cheerleader, walked into a Jewish Democrats campaign headquarters and opened fire. Obviously, every aspect of this is still under investigation, including the suspect's mental condition. But guess what? He's already been let out of jail. Already let out of jail. A left-wing bail fund partnered with BLM Louisville to bail him out. How disgusting is that? That Black Lives Matter partnered with another left-wing group and they have bailed out a guy just because he espoused their views that now somebody who is an attempted murderer charged with that is out walking the streets? A guy who's loony kazoony enough to go into a campaign office and open fire? And now, after 48 hours, he is back out on the streets because Black Lives Matter somehow thinks this is somebody that they want to invest in and to help. 
This is this whole same thing as we were seeing with the Minnesota Freedom Fund, as I was talking about, and Kamala Harris. And this is exactly what they were seeing in the streets of New York and in Portland and all these cities across the country because they were basically getting a card. Hey, if you get busted, don't worry if you burn down that building or if you do this. Here's the card of the group that's going to bail you out tied to Black Lives Matter. And guess what? Sure enough, they do it again with this guy who is clearly nuts. He walks into a place and he opens fire, nearly killing a candidate. And Black Lives Matter is more concerned about this guy's mental health because he supports Black Lives Matter. To me, this is outrageous, and they need to be called out on it. And Mitch McConnell says, boy, is this a double standard because a lot of people in the media don't want to talk about it because it's Black Lives Matter. Take a listen. I'm confident that if activists claiming to be conservative tried to assassinate a politician, whatever his mental state, the media would open a 24-7 national conversation about rhetoric on the right. Somehow, I doubt attempted murder by a BLM activist will get that same treatment. Yeah, and McConnell says the double standard of what constitutes violence is appalling. We cannot have federal officials acting like left-wing political violence is more acceptable than any other violence. If anything, political violence is uniquely unacceptable in a democratic republic. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Their kind of violence, well, that's okay. Who would ever support somebody who walks into a campaign office of a mayoral candidate, opens fire, comes so close that he grazes the shirt of the guy, and we're going to bail him out because we have sympathy for him. Are you kidding me? After 48 hours that that person is now back out on the streets? Thank you, Black Lives Matter, for endangering society even more. And take a listen. Here's a little bit of a Black Lives Matter representative from New York. This is the kind of rhetoric that they say over and over again. They think that they're going to go back to the old ways of policing, that we're going to take to the streets again. There will be riots, there will be fire, and there will be bloodshed. So there's no way that we're going to let some Gestapo come in here and harm our people. Wow. So you can even go into a Democratic candidate's office, open fire, and Black Lives Matter is going to support you. That is outrageous. It is time to call out Black Lives Matter for what they are because they are not supporting the black community. If they cared about everybody, they would make sure that safety is priority. It doesn't matter what color skin you are. They are now protecting these people, including now an attempted murderer. They bailed him out. How is that helping any community? How is that helping black lives, any lives, by allowing somebody like this to now walk the streets again, to be out there? He's clearly nuts. And right now he is unsupervised and he is out, thanks to Black Lives Matter. What's your reaction about all of this? It's 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete in Staten Island. Pete, your thoughts about this, my friend. Go ahead. Hi, Rita. Listen, I'm surprised to hear it was a Democrat that they went in. But then again, the man was Jewish. And this is a hate crime. I mean, this is what's going on. This is terrible between the Jews, the uh, the uh, Chinese, and everybody getting assaulted. This is 
you know, it's, it's anarchy. You, and you, you, by that, the way, by the way, Pete, you bring up a great point because maybe they should have added some hate crime charges to him because then exactly. maybe maybe it might have been too high for for even Black Lives Matter. But somehow they found the money. And by the way, it wasn't necessarily a cheap bail either. It was I mean, it was one hundred thousand dollars bail, but they found the money for him. You know, Rita, I understand this. I would hope a police officer or a meter maid would call in and follow it up. I'm to the understanding that if you put a quarter in a meter, it's not your meter because you just don't want to see somebody get a ticket. You could be arrested because you're interfering with city government. Now, somebody putting a bail, that's that's funny. If they're going to do that with a meter on a parking street, where do people get off putting up bail for people that don't even know? I mean, this is what the cause? It's not a cause. It, These it, people are coming out and robbing people and doing everything all over again. I got it going on in my neighborhood. The black barbershop I called up uh, Dominic yesterday was getting robbed. The guys got beaten up and everything. And Eric Adams says that uh, these people are not my, you know, that are criticizing, that are not, you know, uh, look, look like me. And you know what? The people that look like them are taking all the abuse and getting murdered and killed over here. Well, that's, that's why, Pete, by the way, Pete, Pete, to your point, that's what I'm saying, too. How does this help any community, whether it's the African-American communities, any community, um, by letting this guy out who is an attempted murderer, how is Black Lives Matter really caring about any lives, whether they're black, purple, green? I don't care. I mean, to me, this is outrageous that because this guy espouses their belief and is somehow, you know, aligned with them psychologically, that to me is trouble. This guy is clearly a loony kazuni that he would go into an office and, you know, open fire. This man is clearly a danger to society. And the fact that he's walking free, I'm scared of every community in Louisville. It uh, doesn't matter what their color is. And to me, this is so shameful, a Black Lives Matter, that they don't care enough about public safety for everybody, and that they are just into this ideology at everybody else's expense. It is horrible, absolutely horrible. Let's go to Harvey in Florida. Harvey, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. My, Your thoughts, my friend. Hi, Rita. Always glad to talk to you. Rita, you know, I am a retired New York City police officer from a different era. I started in 1970. It's just, it's just terrible over and over again. These legislatures and also the brass too. I hate to blame the brass of not all, but the uh, police departments. They're part of it too. Nobody, uh, you know, protects the, uh, you know, the, the cops. You know, these young cops, and they let a guy out of attempted murder. You know, for shooting a mayor, uh, uh, trying to shoot a mayor and another. You know, yeah, isn't that London isn't that unbelievable? Stuff? That's uh, and where who says? Oh gosh, I want to bail this person out like. Like, to me, that's what's so shocking, Harvey, and especially you as retired law enforcement. It's shocking. Like, who actually says, gosh, this is a great person to help? I I mean, if you listen to the guy, you say, God, keep him locked up because I want to make sure I protect that community, the Louisville community. This is clearly somebody who has a propensity for violence. And the scary thing is now he is out. And now he's either going to do it again like many of them do. Or he's going to be on the lam like some people do, you know. I mean, it's or he thinks he's going to get a free pass either way because he literally spent less than forty-eight hours behind bars for basically almost 
killing a mayoral candidate. I mean, it's shocking, Harvey, that Black Lives Matter has no boundaries. That's right, Rita. And BLM, they're totally against not everyone, but most of them are against, you know, law enforcement and, uh, you know, uh, the law itself. And and I'm not a lawyer, but I've been on the street for 20 years, so I... It was a different time. I just put it this way. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I want you to know, Harvey, we love you. We deeply appreciate the law enforcement. And we back the blue here on the Rita Cosby Show and appreciate everything that you have done. And I do agree with you. It's this sort of allowing the rhetoric that's been the anti-police rhetoric and the defund the police rhetoric and then them bailing out people like that. It's that combination that is just so toxic and so dangerous, I think, for all our citizens. And it just makes job so much tougher for people like you and many of your colleagues, too. Thank you so much. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. What do you make of Black Lives Matter bailing out someone who is an attempted murderer, open fire on a mayoral candidate, and he basically gets charged with that and a whole bunch of other things, and the bail is set at 100000 Guess who bails him out? Black Lives Matter, because he believes in Black Lives Matter. This guy is walking free. What should happen as a result to Black Lives Matter? We need to send a message to them that this is absolutely inappropriate. This is not helping black lives. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. We are talking about the case of Black Lives Matter, helping to bail out someone who is accused of attempted murder, who opened fire at a campaign office at a Democratic mayoral candidate. And he very much believes in Black Lives Matter. And suddenly Black Lives Matter, guess what? They found the money to put him up for bail. So the guy literally was behind bars for 48 hours after opening fire at a campaign headquarters so close that the bullets grazed the shirt of the candidate. And Mitch McConnell, because this happened in Louisville, where, of course, he's been the longtime senator, also said, boy, this is such a double standard. He also referred to a case that we talked about here on the show of the Minnesota prosecutors who basically gave a lenient sentence to a man who burned down a pawn shop and killed a father of five who was inside. That guy basically got a slap on the wrist, too, because maybe they liked his leanings as well. Outrageous. Let's go to Benjamin real quick from Australia. Ben, your thoughts about this all the way from down under. Hi, Rita. My my thoughts are that I understand your feeling of disbelief, but I don't share it because I think it's to be expected because the media, especially the left-wing media, has lost their way. I don't understand how they can be enabling all that business. I sh- I feel disbelief at the left-wing media, how crazy they are. They're by the crazy. way, by the way, I agree. They're like barely even covering this, you know, and that's outrageous. You just got to treat everybody fairly, and this is a serious crime. Uh, let's real quick go to Gracie, real quick, Grace Lee in Rockland. Go ahead, Grace. Okay, listen, the only way to solve this situation, New York City, the crime, the state, is in New York City, the pastors, the ministers, people of power, have to go into the churches and community centers and talk to their constituents. Because until the black people, the Democrats, vote 
the uh, legislatures out of office in New York City, New York State, nothing is going to change, Rita. No, you you are right, and that's the way to do it. You vote them out. We got to speak up law and order. By the way, up next, we're going to talk about Hillary Clinton, who said, you know what? The Republicans are the violent ones. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes on the Rita Cosby Show A beautiful story coming out of Sheboygan, Michigan, where a Navy veteran named Pete Posit, who served his country in the United States Navy during World War II, was recently chosen and honored as a hometown hero there. Posit, who is now 97 years old, was in the United States Navy from 1943 to 1946, and while in the Navy, He was a petty officer, second class. He was a member of the Seabees, and he was a special Navy construction battalion in that area. Now, when he returned from serving honorably in the Navy, Cossett made his home to Monroe Township, and he continued to give back to his community and also helped with the local American Legion post there for many, many years. And that's why they said he has truly been a hero, not just during the war, but also helping veterans after the war as well. And how beautiful to see that they are honoring him when he is 97 years young and part of, obviously, the greatest generation. Well, today, Hillary Clinton was out there throwing salvos left and right. And she basically blamed all the violence on Donald Trump and also on Republicans. Now, we've been talking of course, about Black Lives Matter. And I want to remind you of this case again. This is the case that Mitch McConnell today really made a lot of headlines where he criticized and drew attention, I'm glad he did, to a Black Lives Matter Louisville chapter helping to bail out a guy who literally is charged with murdering, attempting to murder a politician, a guy who was running for mayor in the city of Louisville. The guy walks in, he opens fire, so close that he grazes the shirt of the politician. He gets charged with attempted murder and a number of other charges and has a bail set at 100000 And somehow Black Lives Matter, with all their money, ka-ching, ka-ching, they are able to work with another left-leaning bail fund, and they bail the guy out. How does that help any community? And this case has happened Like over and over again, these type of cases where Black Lives Matter somehow or an easy DA, a soft on crime DA, somehow gives sometimes these folks on the left who have not only opened fire at an office, but also maybe were doing looting and doing other things. Somehow they just get a slap on the wrist or they get bailed out by Black Lives Matter. First of all, this guy shouldn't be seeing the light of day. He shouldn't be walking the streets, the one I just mentioned in Louisville. Nor should this other guy who got barely nothing in terms of a punishment. And this is a case in Minnesota where a guy got a lenient sentence after he burned down a pawn shop and killed someone during the 2020 Minneapolis riots. He basically served a few months. That was it. Unbelievable. Take a listen. Here is Mitch McConnell describing that case. In May of 2020, when Minneapolis was engulfed in lawless riots, one rioter broke into a pawn shop and started a fire that burned it down. His act of arson actually killed somebody. 
But the federal attorneys who were supposed to represent the victim and the people went out of their way to push for an unusually lenient sentence. They asked for the typical sentencing guideline to be cut in half. Why? Well, because they wrote the defendant was an angry political protester who simply lost his cool. Wow, an angry political protester who lost his cool. Now, I want to juxtapose this to the rhetoric that we heard from Hillary Clinton today. She was at the New York State Democratic Convention in Times Square at the Sheridan there, and she sure sounds like she may be running again. This was kind of her comeback, everybody. Don't rule out that she might try to take on Joe Biden, or maybe she's the candidate for the Democrats come 2024. And today, she went after the the what she calls basically the violent rioters of January 6th. No mention of Black Lives Matter. No mention whatsoever. Take a listen. When the Republican Party officially embraces violent insurrection as legitimate political discourse, when storming the Capitol, assaulting police officers, trying to overturn an election are being normalized, we are in uncharted territory. Again, no mention whatsoever of the, quote, summer of love and the BLM riots that rocked America in 2020. No reference. No reference to the case that we just talked about in Minnesota. No reference to the case that we talked about in Louisville where the guy opens fire. Oh, no, that didn't happen. Don't worry about somebody actually walking in and opening fire there on a candidate just a few days ago who gets out by Black Lives Matter. Oh, no, we're not going to say a word about that. We're praising that, basically. But she is condemning the Republicans. Here's a little bit more of her rhetoric. Republicans are defending coup plotters. They're curbing voting rights at precisely the moment when democracy needs champions. And then, of course, she went after her favorite target, President Trump. And we can't get distracted, whether it's by the latest culture war nonsense or some new right-wing lie on Fox or Facebook. By the way, they've been coming after me again lately, in case you (laughs) might have noticed. It's funny, the more trouble Trump gets into, the wilder the charges and conspiracy theories about me seem to get. Okay, so let's get this straight. First of all, as if Facebook is really coming after Democrats, is there anybody out there who thinks like that's their biggest target? They shut down President Trump. They did that to tons of conservatives. But boy, Hillary Clinton is the victim. And she never once brought any issue, nor have I really seen anybody in a senior Democratic leadership. And again, this is someone who may be eyeing to run a third time for president. Right before the Democratic convention, there she is, a full crowd there today, all eyes on her, and she never once calls out the violence of Black Lives Matter. It's all about January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. Everything is violent on the Republican side And you would want them to believe that Black Lives Matter and everybody else's Mother Teresa. The double standard is disgusting. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pamela in Central Jersey. Go ahead, Pamela. 
No, the basic difference is Ashley Babbitt gets shot dead, and this dude in Louisville gets to walk. That's your difference. Well, and by the way, Ashley Babbitt was not armed, too. I mean, they still didn't find weapons at January 6th. Um, and, exactly. you know, it, it's it's really shocking. And listen, I don't like anybody attacking law enforcement. I don't care what their political strife is or any of that. But you, the, the dichotomy is really unbelievable, like you just highlighted, Pamela. What, why do you think this is? And why do you think, like, Hillary Clinton, this was like sort of a classic Democratic stump speech that we heard today. It's all focused on January 6th, January 6th. It's like there is zero mention of the violence that the Democrats wholeheartedly allowed to happen and did not condemn. It's brilliant. It's a trick they play. It's a misdirection, like a magician. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's, you know, wag the dog. Look over here so you don't look at what I did. Yeah, it is. It's like, oh, everything's January 6th, but let's just forget about the streets. I mean, the images of what I remember from the summer of 2020 in cities across the country, it broke my heart to see cities ablaze and basically law enforcement in many cases told to stand down or they were getting beaten by bricks or chairs. It was, to me, it was heartbreaking. And for them to think like, oh, let's not talk about that. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, are you kidding me? Look at the videotape. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to William in Central Jersey. Go ahead, William, your thoughts about this. Rita, we have to call it for what we see it. BLM, burn, loot, murder. That's who they are. And we are in a war with them. So we have to step up and and let them know exactly who they are and what they do. Nobody was ever held accountable for the burning and the looting that took place in Maryland and the people that died in the riots. 400 businesses. I mean, come on, you know. No, we are in a war and we have to be we have to be very strong and you got to call it like you see it. Yeah, no, it has to be clear when somebody bails out also like an attempted murderer William. I mean, that's like shocking. You know, when you see this, it's like, "Oh, let's not talk about that." By the way, the left-wing media is barely even talking about this case. I haven't seen them addressing it. I mean, how sad is that? You've got a democratic candidate who has his shirt grazed by a bullet because a guy opens fire on his campaign office, but because he has BLM sympathies, the Democrats and mainstream media aren't even covering it because you know if it was a Trump supporter or any conservative, it would be like wall-to-wall coverage. And that, to me, is terrible. William, thank you very much. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hill. Stan, your thoughts about this, my friend? (laughs) The right-wing media hasn't been covering January 6th very much, which I thought was even more important. Yes, the other situation's important, but January 6th and the possible overthrow of the country, that's even more important. And Fox and you guys haven't covered it at all. Oh, I've covered it. I've covered it. Hey, Stan, let me ask you a quick question. What about all the burning and looting and rioting that happened in, in 2020, all over the country, don't you think that that was a big deal? That wasn't like a one-day event. That was like a, a one-year event, and the damage was $2 billion. Hundreds of people, you know, uh, were seriously injured. A number of people lost their lives. Dozens lost their lives, Stan. I mean, it, that was very serious stuff. And the Democrats don't even acknowledge that it happened. It's like they're rewriting history. 
don't see the Republicans and you acknowledging what happened on January 6th. Yeah, it was terrible, the riots. Absolutely. But I don't see you people Stan, talking about you just, what happened. Stan, you've you just said, Stan, Stan, oh yeah, I do. It's out I've of your mind, you've got dementia. No, you know what? You have dementia because right now, oh yeah, one time there was a little bit of burning. You sound like Ali Veshi. Remember that reporter in, in uh, MSNBC who was like, they're peaceful. They're doing wonderful. And meanwhile, it looks like Kosovo, you know, behind them with the bombs flying and the everything else. You're like, I, it looks like, you know, like uh, the invasion of Grenada. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's like you have such limited, you know, focus. Really? And you are, I yeah, have limited focus. Yeah, but you, but you just, oh, yeah, I, oh, that I, was, was bad. Terrible. Stan, Rita. Stan, I wish you were advising Hillary Clinton because, you know what? I would have more respect for the Democrats if they came out and said, listen, I didn't like what happened on January 6th, and I definitely also condemn all the riots of 2020. They leave out that Part B, Stan. Don't you think? They leave it out intentionally. Really? Really? I haven't heard one Republican lately, the minority leader, Stan. or any of them talk about that. They don't want to talk about it. They're scared to death not to talk. Yes, the rioting was terrible, absolutely. But Hillary's not running for president, so don't worry about it. How do you know that? Why? Oh, you you I, talk I, look, to her? I, you know me. I support her a thousand percent, but she ain't going to run because she can't win. And I'll admit that. But you guys. So, who right is, so let me ask you, Stan, hang on, hang on. Okay. Why are the Democrats not having any guts to take on Black Lives Matter and also to say those riots were shameful? We cannot have our cities burn. And in fact, they did the opposite. Kamala Harris actually supported the Minnesota Freedom Fund. She tweeted about it. That's she, old news, she was crazy. Old news. It's not old news. Guess what? You know what? Listen, you know, you know what? You, you know can, what? Hang you on. Can. You know what's old news too? January sixth is also old news. You know, if you're if you're going to say everything's old news, anything in the past is then old news. It's fair game, Stan. Hello. Hello, Stan. Go ahead, my friend. Look, you know, by the way, I love you. You're the Polish princess. Thank you. And I love you, too, Stan. I love you, too. Hey, here's the point. Okay, listen to the point. As much as you talk about that, which was terrible, I didn't even admit it was terrible. Okay, but people you're not answering. People, but Stan, people died Stan, on both sides. Stan, I don't see the, Stan right, you are not mentioning. We're focused on why she only is going after January 6. Why will the Democrats not acknowledge and not take on the rioters and looters that were destroying? America in 2020. They want us to believe the only type of violence that ever occurred, that was ever seen, was on January 6th, and that 2020 basically never happened. And we have the videotape, Stan. I mean, that's what, that that double standard just makes her lose every shred of credibility. And Stan, I love you too. I love you too. You too, my friend. Great to talk to you. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. After the break, who do you agree with, me or Stan? 1-800-848-9222. You got to agree with the Polish princess. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And I am going to lose myself when I sit and listen to Hillary Clinton, who, when she was at the New York Democratic Convention today, talked about all the violence on the right and somehow left out all the protests and the riot and the looting and everything that was taking place by Black Lives Matter. 
By the way, I always read your tweets on the show, and I love this, and I want to read Sal's tweet because it's great. Sal says, if a white version of Black Lives Matter raised bail for an attempted murderer who tried to kill a black candidate for office, there would be screams of racism and accusations of white supremacy. Sal says attempted murder is attempted murder. And again, I agree with you, Sal. It shouldn't matter what color skin. If somebody's a bad person, they're a bad person, and they got to be called out. Keep your tweets coming, everybody, at Rita Cosby on Twitter. And you know I always love reading your comments on the show. And here is Hillary Clinton, who today definitely continued bashing President Trump and said her version's the only version of the truth. I know many of us hoped that defeating Trump would start to heal our divisions. I certainly did. That maybe, just maybe, the madness would break. But now it should be clear to all of us that the struggle for unity and democracy is far from over. Yes, and her version of democracy, what, the burning of the streets, the looting, all of that, which she has never condemned and may indeed be gearing up to third run as president. Don't count it out. You never know. Joe Biden is definitely vulnerable, and he has made a lot of missteps. And in fact, everybody tomorrow on our new edition of Protecting America, it's our podcast that we do each week, and every week I interview a different person. Sometimes we've talked about the border. Sometimes we've talked about crime. I had a fascinating discussion with great intelligence officer, retired Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer with the London Center for Policy Research, who talked about that he thinks what's going on with Russia and Ukraine is a distraction for a lot of the domestic problems that Biden has, has as Biden has really been hurting in the polls, which, again, might open the door to a Hillary Clinton. Here's a little preview of the podcast that goes up tomorrow. It will be a brand new edition. And here's a little sneak preview for all of you. How concerned should Americans be that there could be some form of a Russian hack or a China hack? Rita, there's people I talk to every day who understand how to deal with the Russians and could do something to alleviate the situation. But none of these people are in the conversation because the current political party in power seeks to work everything from a political perspective. I do think they want something to distract from our domestic problems. I think that's why you see Biden doing so many things right now. And I think that's what you're going to see is they're taking advantage of this crisis, even though they've created it and it's going to get worse. They're trying to take advantage of it by making it a distraction from the issues here at home. Sounds a little bit like a lot of the rioting that was happening in the streets and the attacks on police and all of that, all of that anti-police rhetoric and again, not condemning those with bad behavior. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Michael in Nutley, New Jersey. Go ahead, Mike. Rita, to Democrat stand and every voting Democrat that has blood on their hands, just imagine, I acknowledge the January 6th patriotic protesters. Just imagine if they were successful. Wouldn't it be right? Look at America now. Look at where we are now. Gas prices are almost doubled. A lot of people getting murdered and raped on our streets across America because of Democrat failed pro-crime, blame, hate America first leadership. Well, and by the way, I by the way, wish and, that you were successful. And Michael, but I want to say one other thing. I, I want to agree yeah, to New ahead. York City. Look at Eric Adams. He goes after the pro-Democrat liberal media that Eric Adams, that mayor of New York City race hustler. He blames them accuses them of making excuses for that he's a failure because they're writing stories about him, about his failed leadership. 
I mean, he's a failure himself. Well, well, and Michael, hang on, hang on. You got a lot of stuff there. First off, your point, I, I think, obviously, things have to be done peacefully. I think that some of these Democrats who I agree have contributed a lot of their policies, I think that's where, obviously, midterm elections this year, that could be extremely pivotal. People have to get out and vote and have to know who they're voting for. And then, of course, the presidential election. That is the way that we do it in America, and that's the way we're going to continue doing it in America. That's the right way to do it. But you're right. They fail to acknowledge that their policies, and they still don't say that they did anything in terms of instituting the riots or encouraging and certainly not condemning it. And that's why it's important that when you go to the voting booth, you know who you're voting for and you vote smart this November. Everybody, I will talk to you tomorrow. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.